comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. recording and this is out now with aaron and abe i am aaron and as always this is abe what's up out now is a film podcast as abe and i discussing new movies weekly we also bring a discussion about the latest movie trailers box office results and predictions a callback to past films similar to the main film of the week games and other fun stuff this is episode 67 and the main episode of the week is step up revolution 3d Stranger Tides and Furious, all of that. And um, joining us to discuss what is maybe the second most anticipated movie of the year, we have, we have stand-up comedian and regular guest on the video game podcast Weekend Confirmed, the man personally hard at work on a dance musical remake of Goldeneye, Christian Spicer. Yay, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be called a Step Up to the Goldeneye, and it's going to be pretty amazing. It stars Daniel Craig playing, um, actually, uh, Sean Connery, who is playing James Bond. So it's it's going to be pretty good. <laughs> and Sean Bean dies way, way sooner in this oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. From yeah, dancing. Break, yeah. dance, break dance fighting. That's yes, cool. of course. Well, is there any other type? <laughs> great. Great, Christian. Great to have you on. It's, uh, Thanks for having me. Sure. Um, okay, so a few announcements before we get underway with things. Um Hats off to Abe last week. We put out basically four episodes. Like, that's basically what happened last week. We put out a Comic-Con episode between Alan and I. Uh, we put out a, dark, a Batman Forever commentary between Scott Mendelson, Jim Dietz, and Jordan and I. And we put out two Dark Knight Rises episodes. We, like, put out so much content last week, it's ridiculous. And Abe stayed up into many late hours to do all that. So thank you, Abe, for putting all that together for us. It's for the good of the show. Exactly. Did you listen to them, Abe, before you put them out? Because I don't know if it's for the good of the show. (laughs) I'm kidding. I actually didn't. I just I just spitballed them out. Like you know what? I can assure you. Our Dark Knight Rises episodes are pretty good. Like this, four hours of Dark Knight content. We just talked to effort to death about that. But Christian, where'd you come down on Dark Knight Rises? I assume you saw it. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, I, I listened to some of your, your opus on it, and people thought that Christopher Nolan's film was too long, but yet you guys managed to out uh, Nolan Nolan and that talk was, longer. That was our goal. <laughs> yeah, that's our intention, actually. Yeah. We're, 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 ma- we're literally making The Dark Knight Rises better because listening to our podcast makes you think, well, man, I should watch The Dark Knight Rises again because that's way less exhausting than these five people talking about it. <laughs> right, right. Okay, uh, let's see. iTunes reviews and ratings. Always good to get those. Helps out the show. Really simple to do. You log in. Takes five seconds to put a star rating and even a sentence that, you know, that's nothing. We actually got a few new ones lately, actually, which is awesome. So thank you for those. And let's see. No one one had any pressing questions or emails about Step Up Revolution, so we can skip that part. (laughs) So let's let's move on to Know Everybody, where uh, each week we ask each other some questions and try to set the tone for the podcast to better get to... Know everybody. So, um, 
I'm going to start this one. I'm going to just go shoot to Abe this week. Okay. Okay. What long-running movie franchise could use an entry that incorporates lots of dancing? Simple. Scream. You're Both, <laughs> hands down. Hands down. You're telling me that Wes Craven can't direct a dance movie? I'd like to see Wes Craven direct a dance movie. I'd actually think that actually, you know, spice up the series a little bit. Spice up your life. Like I know you're, I know you're kidding, but actually I could see that kind of working in the very yeah, self-aware. And it'd be cool. Like the lights are all pulsing, and it's like cutaways between dance moves that are all you know like frenetic. And then all of a sudden, it cuts to one guy who should be doing something, and you just see his head go flying or something like that. <laughs> like that could be cool. It'd be a neat, like like a, like a like a like a stage show, like Scream the Musical. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Scream 3, the musical. Let's just jump straight to that one. <laughs> it would have to be like Scream 7, in space, the musical. Uh, no one can hear you scream, but they can still see you dance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, uh, Christian. Yes. If you had an hour and 40 minutes to spend, would you spend it watching Step Up 3 or do anything else? Wait, Step Up 3 or Step Up Revolution? Step Up 3. I don't know how long Step Up 3 actually is, but I know Step Up Revolution is 1 hour and 40 minutes. Okay. Well, seeing as how I haven't watched Step Up 3, because um, this is 4, right? Revolution this, is 4. This is 4. Yes, yes. 4. Yeah, I have not watched 3, so the answer to your question is I would clearly do anything else, because that's what clearly what I've done at every <laughs> opportunity that I had um, to watch Step Up 3. Um, I can't. I that can't is the best answer. I can't believe it. Although I do hear very good things about Step Up 3. I'm going to say right now, I rewatched Step Up 3 last night for the thing that we, the special thing that's coming soon involving Step Up. But Step Up 3 is a fantastic movie. Like, it, it's the best of the franchise, in my opinion. And I, I say that wholeheartedly, like, endorsing this movie because it's a really, it's a solid movie in terms of what it accomplishes. So now that all of your listeners have quit listening because they realize <laughs> you have no taste in movies and they just discredited everything you say about The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. <laughs> How, that's like saying you ate your own poop and the last piece was pretty good. Come on. Okay, so fine. Aaron, for you. Yes. Uh, when did you start to hate your parents for no reason? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I, see, I see what you're getting off the question. Um, Let's see. When? What? <laughs> that teenage angstiness, because it, it, I mean, it's. I feel like it's a theme in kind of all of the step ups, at least the ones I've seen, and certainly in this in this latest gem of a masterpiece. And like you know, oh, I'm rebellious. I'm from the wrong side of the tracks. Well, I had a good life before, but now I hate my dad for no reason. The, Shut up. The the joke answer is after my bar mitzvah. The real answer. <laughs> the real answer is none. Never. <laughs> Okay, uh, Christian, if Batman did the Bat Tootsie, would he have been able to solve his problems in The Dark Knight Rises a lot more quicker or efficiently? Uh, no, because I don't think Batman solved most of his problems in The Dark Knight Rises. I think they just were they they, they were solved on their own. Um, however, would a dance number have made The Dark Knight Rises better? No, because it was a good freaking movie. Dirty. Quit trashing it. <laughs> <laughs> It was great. Hey, Abe, what would you do for $100,000? Uh, I would say that you should go see Step Up 4 Revolutions in IMAX. <laughs> it would, if you were going to get $100,000, you, you, 
you would purposely go instead. That's not a bad trade off. I like that. No, that's not a bad trade off at all. Yeah. Maybe like I'd, I'd even I'd marathon all four of them back to back for a hundred thousand dollars. It sounds I'd, like you do that anyway. That's asking a lot, Aaron. <laughs> it is. At this point, I probably I wouldn't because I'm so exhausted of Step Up movies. <laughs> All right, Aaron. If Step Up 5 Gotham Knights happened, how awesome would that be? If Step Up 5 Gotham Knights happened? Yes. So you're saying it'd be like an inter- interconnected series of five stories or six stories that all involve stepping up in some fashion? No, it's just the next in the series. Oh, well, like, okay. Like S5. Well, it'd be called Step 5, if anything. It'd be Step 5. And it'd feature, it'd feature The Rock sweating and dancing throughout the movie. Or would it be called Fluff-Tep, and the S and Step would be the number 5? <laughs> yes. Oh! <laughs> uh, well, I was hoping this would be Step Up 40, so you could taste the sweat of the people dancing at you, but that didn't happen. I was hoping you'd, they would use Robert Rodriguez's 4D smell vision to make that happen, but that, that, didn't, that didn't work out the way it did. Everything just smells like sand. Yeah, yes. <laughs> sand, sand and hat sweat. All right, so <laughs> with that said, <laughs> with those final words, that's how you play to everybody. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's... <laughs> moving on, let's get to a movie trailer talk where we talk about some of the latest movie trailers of the week. And uh, yeah, so let's see. The first trailer, let's just go to the one we just watched. Um, the first trailer we have is Cloud Atlas. This is what appears to be an epic story directed by the Wachowski brothers... Sorry, the Wachowski siblings, and um, Tom Tickwer, who is a run low run fame of, of other films, and this is what seems to be kind of a, a series. It's based off a book, a popular book, and it's a series of six stories that are all take span all sorts of time from from uh, early like what like eighteenth, seventeenth century up to like futuristic settings, and it involves a number of actors, including Tom Hanks, Halle Berry. Uh, ben Winshaw, Susan Sarandon, Hugh Grant, Hugh Darcy, or it's like a, a lot of people, and uh, Jim Broadbent, and Professor Slughorn, yeah, Professor Slughorn, Jim Broadbent, and there, it's hard to describe what's going on in this movie, because honestly, I'm not even sure I know exactly how, what the story is, but a lot certainly seems to be happening, and it's exploring all sorts of times. And, you know, buzzwords pop up on screen eventually. Hugo Weaving, that's another one I was trying to think of. And, yeah, I, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, Christian, what did you think of this trailer? So I know it has, like, good buzz, and a lot of people are super excited about it. And some of my friends want to go and read the book, and they think this movie is going to be beautiful and epic. And I could not be less excited for this movie based on both the, the long-form trailer and the, the trailer of all three directors talking um, I'm not a Halle Berry fan. I, I've liked very little of her work. Um, I'm not a big modern day Tom Hanks fan. And while I'm sure this movie will have a cohesive theme, and I think I, you can see what the through thread is, um, I just feel like it's not the most effective way to tell a story, to tell a visual story. Um, it's probably a great book, but it just, I don't know, to me, it seems like it falls flat. It's going to be too long. It's going to suffer from the same. Uh, Wachowski sufferings as the second and third Matrix movies of this overblown, overimportant, wanting to feel movie that is just ends up a mess. And I hope I'm wrong, but I have a feeling it's just it's just going to fall. It's going to keep dying over and over again, much like it looks like the characters in the movie do. Hey. Uh, yeah, you saw the words right out of my mouth. It looks like a mess, and and that's probably just because it has to span over these 
this course of, I don't know, X number of hundreds of years. Um, it kind of reminds me of the fountain, but I didn't see the fountain. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the premise of the fountain of, you know, just spanning years, these two characters. But I think in this one, it's a, like a plethora of characters. Uh, I'm not really that keen on it. I think one of the parts that was the best in the trailer was when the, the kid is playing the piano and he's like, oh, that, that reminds me of something or whatever. And I was like, that's a nice tune. But everything else was, uh, looked like a mess. Tom Hanks is, uh, Tom Hanks in it, but yeah, I, I'm not really a huge fan of Holly Berry either. When the so kid was overall, playing the piano, did the old guy say that reminds me of somebody that I used to know? And then Gautier <laughs> popped up. And then Gautier pops up, yeah. He's like, you didn't have to cut me off, man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, overall, I, you know, maybe later they'll fine-tune it a little bit, but for, for now, it doesn't look like something that I'm thrilled to go see. I'll, uh, I'll say this about it. I, um... It's it looks like one of the biggest flops that's going to come out this year. I can't imagine this movie making tons of money, and if it does, I'll eat Yikes. these words. But this movie, given what it is and how difficult it is to to, to sell to a mainstream audience, I I will be impressed if it makes a lot of money. Um, the movie itself, like I'm a, I I like the Wachowski brothers. I don't mind the I I like Reloaded a lot actually. <laughs> but um, this movie, yeah, it looks it does look like a mess. It looks like um. Uh, uh, Southland Tales is the is one of the comparisons. Like, uh, Richard Kelly's Southland Tales is follow up Donnie Darko, mm-hmm. which was also comparatively a mess and very overblown. Although I have like a weird soft spot for that movie just because of how out there it is, and that's kind of what I'm hoping this will be. I think it'll, I've got to hope. Even though I think it looks like it will be a mess, there'll be way too much going on and it'll be overblown. I kind of I kind of hope I have like a weird soft spot for it just because of certain visuals that are presented and certain characters that I maybe find myself connecting to or feel or feeling like I want to follow their journey. Um, I can agree about Halle Berry. I don't know why, but yeah, I have this weird like thing with Halle Berry where I just don't seem to like her anymore. <laughs> but um, there are a lot of people in this cast that I do kind of like, and uh, not necessarily Tom Hanks, although Tom Hanks, he's sporting a lot of different looks in this movie, including, I think I saw John Travolta from Taking a Pelham 123 in there. At one yeah. The I, the the trailer itself, yeah. I mean, it's there's so there's so much going on, and it's really, you know, it's trying to, yeah. I I I, I yeah. I can say that I saw what the through line is between all of them, but at the same time, it's like so like, what's what is this movie about? But there are like a lot of little visual flourishes that I like, and that's kind of true to form for I say the which has brothers and and Tickler, in just their directorial styles and what they can kind of bring to the table. So I. I'm hoping it's at least watchable. Like, <laughs> I hope that, I hope it's a pretty movie. That'll, that'd be nice to see. So, uh, I'm sure it will be. I mean, yeah. just like Speed Racer. I love Speed Racer. That's like, that movie's awesome. I think it was. I think it was. I. I think Speed Racer was the best movie I've ever watched in five sittings. Yeah. Like I never cared to watch it all the way through, but I'd watch it at like two thirty in the morning over the course of a week, and I really enjoyed it. But uh, I don't think I think it'd fall apart if you just sat down and watched it. If you just be raining on our Speed Razor parade, I'd want one on one of <laughs> on one of our commentaries where I think we just talked about Speed Razor. I am Razor. so sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, so Cloud Atlas comes out October twenty six, two thousand twelve, and uh, yeah, we'll see on that one. The uh, next trailer we have is Life of Pi, and this is the new film from Ang Lee. I think it's a, it's a new three D film from Ang Lee, and I believe he filmed in three D. And this is also based off of a popular book, and it's the. Uh, Story of an Indian boy named Pai, who, uh, he's the son of a zookeeper, I think I read once, and, um, I guess he gets into a shipwreck, 
which uh, leaves kind of him and some of the animals that like these kind of zookeepers so there's animals on the ship it leaves him and some of these animals kind of stranded at sea and he's sort of floating along on some of the wreckage and there's a tiger like in the in the boat in like the boat next to him and they i guess they kind of go on a journey through the pacific ocean that's i guess the best way to sum it up uh abe what did you think of the this trailer uh it actually looks really visually stunning i was actually surprised later in the trailer um the first part of the trailer kind of really didn't entice me i did read the book on this one uh, and so i was actually kind of surprised by how i guess the the color palette changed or i guess just there's a some very bright colors in it and uh i was uh, i'm kind of actually really not really excited but i'm actually more excited about this one than after cloud atlas and i think that's just because um the story can be told a little bit better there was actually a, a physical transformation on that that main actor too it looks like he's got a lot skinnier um toward the end of the trailer there too but um i like ang lee's direction overall uh, in his films and so i can't really complain about that I think that I just hope that it's a you know it's a good adaptation of the book, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm excited. Christian, I have no I haven't read the book and watched I've watched this trailer several times, um, both at theaters and at home. And while it looks beautiful, I have no clue what the heck this movie is about. Like, is this a metaphor for something? And the movie's going to be something different. There's this tiger. Why hasn't this tiger killed this kid yet? Like, that's unbelievable to me. Um, I I just I don't know. I feel like this is coming out, and I don't. It's like, hey, look, here's a movie that's gonna win some Oscars for, uh, you know, something cinematography, or art something direction. Like yeah, exactly. And here, and yeah. we're gonna release it in the fall, and it probably has too high of a budget for what it will return. Abe, is it like a? Is there is it like a fantastical movie, or is it based um, in reality? It's actually like, it, it's a little bit rooted in both worlds because it's one of those stories about uh it's a journey of like self-discovery he he is on this boat with uh, the the tiger and then the tiger and he developed this conversation and then you, it begins strangely at first and then later you kind of just accept that he's able to communicate with this tiger not like on a i, I can't remember if it's like on a an allowed basis or if it's just through their thoughts um but it's actually an interesting story as it goes along um but it kind of reminds me what you said, Christian, uh, about, you know, you're not really sure where it's coming from. It kind of reminds me of when I saw Hugo, and I wasn't really sure where that was coming from either, but I was actually, that was actually one of the, my favorite movies of 2011. Um, so I hope that that's kind of the same thing that goes on here, like in terms of the effects, uh, or I guess the, the feeling that you have after leaving the theater. Um, it's not fantastical of like, oh, wow, there's this tiger here, and we'll just go exploring, like Calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> a little bit more. I'd watch yeah, that movie. <laughs> I would watch that movie in a heartbeat, uh, but it's a little bit more, uh, it's it's a little deeper than that, um, and it might be a little bit more melancholy than that. Okay, so you, you brought up the Hugo thing, and now, now that, that single-handedly made me more intrigued in this movie, because I would say, yes, I was also, I had no idea what Hugo was going to be, and that turned out to be my favorite movie last year, so... Now I want to see this movie more just because you brought up a good example of something. <laughs> but that said, watching this trailer, I really like what was how the photography worked. I like I saw the movie, I saw the trailer in two D, yet I can completely see how Ang Lee is using his camera as a, in in the realm of three D, and that made me intrigued. Like I can see how like I think we've gone over this plenty. It's not like we need three D in our movies, but I do appreciate when when directors with you know that are 
certain certain directors with like a, a certain style or a way of you know fluidly filming things like when they try to use something like that to their advantage you know seeing someone like martin scorsese or even steven spielberg even though i wouldn't say tintin's like the pinnacle of examples of 3d but like seeing those you know higher class directors utilizing 3d technology that's interesting to me and i'm, right. I'm curious to see how angley is going to pull it off and it looks like based on just kind of the way the framings worked in the trailer i'm curious to see that aspect of this film the film in general i uh yeah i i was into just because i like the idea of like just just tie a giant tiger next to this guy and he's floating on the sea and like i i can only hope that he you know befriends the tiger at some point and they go on adventures together but i i um yeah i was i was into it i was in, i'm curious to see this movie uh, when it comes out more so than cloud atlas i get in terms of strangely ambitious movies about life in some way like that's i i i liked where this one was going uh, i feel like 3d for a lot of these people and i like this you know with the prestigious director or the acclaimed director mm -hmm. i'm curious to see how much they'll keep using it versus you know they've been pretty much using what the tools they've been using now for a number of years and it's just a new challenge and they just want to go play with a toy and, you know, after they do that, I wonder if they'll walk away from it like, yeah, that was that was worthwhile. That added to my movie. I'm going to keep working with this technology or they'll just be like, well, I did my 3D movie. Now I can't wait to do my, you know, all shot on a 5D movie or something like that. And they're just kind of <laughs> in it for the challenge. See, that's yeah, that's something I like about these are like these who are certain, you know, older directors, some like Scorsese or Ridley Scott, where they're like, why not do this? Why, why didn't I give myself a challenge as opposed to kind of not necessarily phoning it in, but just doing it the same way they've do, been doing things. I like the idea of that. Not only are they trying to make films that they hope will reach an audience, but they're utilizing the latest technology or like, you know, trying to give themselves a challenge. Like I, I like that idea. And so that's, I'm curious to see if Ang Lee can pull that off. And, to, and you know, Scorsese, had, he does plan to do his next movie in 3d. And so it was really Scott. Like they said that they like, they're really into use utilizing that format and they want to continue doing that. So, Let's see, uh, Life of Pi comes out November 21st, 2012, and uh, yeah, so <laughs> right in time for Thanksgiving, so. All right, so that's going to do it for Trailer Talk, so that means we can get into our discussion about Step Up Revolution. Whoever you guys are, we love you! You dance? Don't you know how this works? I hold a drink in my hand, you dance around me, make me look good. What are you doing tomorrow night? Didn't you ever want to be a part of something different? Something special? The mob is our way to shout. It's like us saying, listen up. We exist. I want in. She dance very well. For a gringa. She's dancing lead. Consider it your initiation. Their videos quickly going viral. These local dancers are turning into something of a cultural phenomenon. 20,000 hits in under five hours. Ever hear of Anderson Global Properties? I plan to start construction on the greatest hotel Miami has ever seen. He's buying the whole strip. Our homes, our jobs, all gone. We need to stop him. Enough with performance art. It's time for protest art. We can change things. All right, so that should have been some of the trailer for Step Up Revolution. And, um, yeah, okay, how does this movie play out? She's a small-time girl living in a lonely world, hoping to catch the midnight train to Professional Dance Academy. <laughs> Despite her real estate tycoon father not approving, 
he's just a city boy born and raised in South Miami and a member of the mob, a flash mob group that emerges around town and has videos shot of them to raise awareness through their YouTube page. Uh, the two of them meet and form a relationship, and, of course, once evil Peter Gallagher threatens the part of Miami where the mob is from, the group decides to do protest dance to stop him. Christian Spicer, what did you think of Step Up Revolution? How much am I allowed to swear right now? Like, is there a limit in the number of curse words I can string together? If it's, if it's all in a line, I think that that's okay, because then I can just silence all of it. <laughs> so I apologize for the next four minutes of silence. This movie... <laughs> I, un I understand guilty pleasures. You know what I mean? I get it. This movie is a total piece of crap. Anyone that paid money to see this movie, I am so sorry. Um, don't pay money to see this. If you must watch it, torrent it, because it, you should screw them over the same way the filmmakers screwed you over. Wait for it to come out on HBO or ABC Family, where it will run in perpetuity, and Amanda, what's her name, the writer, will continue to make money on this piece of crap that she delivered. I want to read this script. I bet it's 20 pages long. And in between that, it just says <laughs> dance scene. And go watch the dance scenes on YouTube. The dance scenes are pretty cool, but overly cut. Like, let, the, let these dancers dance instead of, I don't need action movie cutaways from everything. There are so many problems in this movie in terms of the script, the, the, if you want to actually look at what happens and how it happens and how it unfolds. And then there are just simple problems, like the last dance is between, you know, not to spoil things, but there's a last dance. And it takes place during sunset in Miami, except only like one-eighth of the dance takes place during sunset. The rest of it is at high noon, then there's some at twilight, and then it ends with them kissing as the sun goes down. And then they all celebrate, and it's the middle of the freaking day again. Are you kidding me? <laughs> are you kidding me? This movie is trash. I feel bad that there were 11 other people in the theater and at least nine of them paid to see it. Hey. I could go on, but I feel like someone else will say something <laughs> nice about this oh, movie. We'll, we'll totally go on, yeah. Blow a gasket. You know, I actually thought that this movie was uh, mildly entertaining. Um, Shut I didn't up. Think it was... <laughs> now, I will say that, yes, the dialogue is, is complete trash, and the idea behind it is complete trash. But I think that there was a, like, the dance elements, I, I did enjoy those. Um, I do agree that there are a lot of cutaways, and there's actually a lot of, like, fast-forwarding that makes it look a lot cooler or there's a lot of slow motion that makes it a lot cooler than than it actually would be or how long however long you might do a freeze for um whatever else but beyond that i did like the uh, the choreography in those um some of the you know more modern day dancing from i forget the the lead actress's character's name uh i think it's like lisa or elizabeth i can't remember but it's I, emily I, emily my bad <laughs> But uh, I think that was it. I'm not too keen on modern dance performances. But I, I think that the problem of the movie is that it wants to have a problem. And that's mainly from Peter Gallagher. And I think that YouTube Challenge itself was actually an okay concept if they had just all of a sudden built up to this this giant dance-off, uh, break-dance-off. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't, I'm sorry, I can't. It doesn't make sense. So this YouTube challenge, they're competing to yeah. be the first team or first channel to get 10 million views because then they win $100,000. And then you see their garage where they work out in the movie, and they've clearly spent at least a million dollars. They yeah, have custom I, speakers yeah. built into the walls, like 800 Mac Pros. They, do, they don't need the money. <laughs> all the equipment that they use and also all the, all the choreography – 
that they have done and how they actually get into really fine restaurants and stuff like that too. It's just it it seems as though they have more more than enough money. But um, aside from that, you know, I, again, if they had focused on that problem, which actually wilts away uh, toward the end of the movie um, due to certain reasons, it's just more of like you know, it becomes a it becomes a tale of please don't because I love him kind of thing, and that I wasn't too too big on. But other than that, you know, I, again, the dance numbers themselves are pretty cool. Um, but beyond that, I mean, I think that the acting is just not that great. Again, the lines and the script are not that strong either. I wasn't expecting them to be, but at the same time, I think I could have, I could have done with maybe not so much cheesy stuff in it. Um, as a person who's watched these Step Up films, I don't know why they're not like necessarily like good, with the exception of Step Up Three. But they are there. There's an entertaining aspect to a lot of them, and I do appreciate like the dances in them. As someone that's watched these movies and has like a weird like weak weakness for watching them and somewhat enjoying them, Step Up Revolution was a pretty big disappointment. And I say that in seriousness, because two years ago when Step Up 3D came out, I went to see that movie because I, me and my friends were intending on, like, just having, like, a good time kind of making fun of it, and but, like, also, like, appreciating at least the dances. But that movie ended up being, like, way better than we ever expected it to be. So going into this movie... I, I was like, all right, well, at least this will probably be fun to some in some degree. But it wasn't. It's, like... The dances as Christian Benzer are like are they're way overly edited. So like I can't get a full I can't get a full handle on like how well they're being how how well they're being put together because they're like it's so chopped up and so edited it like feels bad. It's not good. It's not good dance direction as opposed to something like Step Up Three where I constantly equate it as the dance sequences as like action sequences but in like a dance movie, and like for example to to expand further on that the director of Step Up Two and Step Up Three is John M Chu. He he is now doing um, G.I. Joe Retaliation. Now, obviously, there's been some problems with that because that movie didn't come out this summer as it was intended to. However, uh, yeah, which is upsetting. We are all looking forward to that one to an extent. But that said, I was looking forward to that just because I know he can handle action scenes because he he did really well. He, his his dance sequences were really well constructed. You could see everything that's going on. The camera visually was it was in the right place. It, it just made sense to me. It was really fluid and it made the dances very watchable. This movie has a new director, Scott Spear, I guess, who I'd imagine is a good choreographer or something, but his visual style in this movie is, does not work. It's like, you have these really interesting dances. Like there's one in an art museum. That's really interesting. There's one in a restaurant that I, that's like one of my favorite ones in this movie, but they'd be so much better if they were, if they were cut together a lot better, it just doesn't work. It's just like everything. It doesn't seem, it doesn't mesh together well enough where I can get a full like appreciation for the dances that are being shown along with that. There's the rest of the movie, which is a chore to get through the scene, <laughs> the scenes between the dances it's a chore. It's like, oh my god! Like, it's not like I'm expecting to see like a great story and characters. I'm not going to that. My expectations are in the right place for this movie. That said, this felt like especially lazy to get through these scenes between like Emily's problems with her father and trying to get into dance academy, and um, what's his name, guy with stubble on his face that pulls it off the whole time. Sean, who like his his own troubles of, I guess wanting to be wanting the mob to go public and his friends with. 
managing the YouTube page. Like, all the stuff is just so... And the romance between them. All the stuff is just such a chore to get through. I just don't care about it. It's so irritating to, to watch this stuff and not see more dances, which there seem to be less of compared to Step Up 3, which is, like, constantly dance. There's constantly things happening in that movie. So, yeah, I was massively disappointed with Step Up Revolution overall. Uh, if I The one group of people that I would recommend seeing this movie are 11 to almost 13-year-olds that don't have access to the internet alone yet, and they want something to go make their privates feel tingly because <laughs> the male lead and female lead in this are incredibly attractive, oh, yeah. and they're half-naked all the time, and they're kind of having sex while they dance. Like, if that's what you want to go see, and you can't just internet people really having sex, then this movie's maybe worth, you know, tricking your parents into taking you to see in the theaters. Plus, and the, plus they get the new Twilight trailer. Right, yeah, exactly. So it's worth it. There you go. And the dances, though, like, I understand. So Dark Knight Rises, there's a plane that can fly, right? The, the bat. Suspension of right. disbelief, it exists in that world. I get it. In this world, my suspension of disbelief doesn't go so... Um, spoiler, if you want to see this movie, they sneak into a museum and disguise themselves as the artwork and then come out of it and dance. The problem is, as soon, even with the film, as soon as they replaced the people in front of the paintings, it's clear there's a freaking person standing in front of that painting. And it's like, there's no way these people wouldn't notice that. Or right. what did they do with the statues? How So like, I, got, I know how we're going to get in, camouflage. And then because there are these statues that look like people. But yet they never explain how they went in and removed the real statues and replaced them with these dance people. And then the biggest dance problem is they dance to protest. The first protest dance maybe makes sense. It ends with a big protest dance. And they walk over and they're like, yo, we got something to say. And then they dance and their dance has nothing to say. <laughs> it's just a dance. And then like, now I hope you reconsider. It's like, reconsider what? And, and the, the places well, the mayor dancing. was dancing with them. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, my was, God. Every cutaway to the mayor was maybe the, like, the funniest movie part of the movie. Every time they cut away, it got funnier and funnier. Uh, that was ridiculous. <laughs> did either of you pay to see this movie? I paid to see this movie. I did. Oh. I didn't watch it in 3D, though. We, I saw it in 3D. The 3D's, was, it's fine. It's fine. Like, it's, it's shot in 3D. Like, it works. I mean, it's not... <laughs> For for what this movie is, like it works, it utilizes the 3D well, I guess, not as well. Like as... Guys run at the camera and point at it when, like every dance <laughs> seemed to have one guy that would run and point at the camera. Yeah, yeah. I should do that post credit sequence too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like, <laughs> no, the, the post credit sequence was to, was uh, Nick Fury walking up to the camera and recruiting one of the Avengers to be one of the dancers to be part of the Avengers. And and one question for both of you guys: Towards the end of the movie, there's this character Moose <clears throat> that talks to the mayor. Was was Moose cut out of the movie? Was he supposed to be a bigger character because in the billboard in LA, he's front and center in one of the billboard. Moose, I wondered Moose, about that too. Moose is in the second and third movie, and so it's the it's uh, <clears throat> he um he somewhat connects this movie to the other movies. There's like three characters total in this movie that connect this to the previous movie, and uh, yeah, so. there it was it like is. a fun cameo to get all the previous guys all jacked up. Exactly. Okay. No room. <clears throat> no room for Channing Tatum, but Moose was there. Channing Tatum was doing his other movie, which I'll get to. But yeah, I I do agree that there was actually more narrative than there had to be, and way more all, narrative than there had to be. Yeah, I mean, you I could have done without all that too, and I don't think that there was actually that. I think there was only like four major dance numbers, right? The cars, 
the art house, the restaurant, and then the the dance off at the end. Well, there's one. Well, there's the 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 first like the first the opening. The, the, yeah, the turn, the turn at the at the banquet or whatever, like the evil dance. Yeah. Oh yeah, that one. That one was just. Yeah, that was terrible. And, I Which mean, also, the, go ahead. There's there's like the dance like stuff in between of just them kind of practicing things. Like there's I I I wouldn't say that there's a lot of that or enough of that for me to justify. Oh yeah, well they have plot too, but there there. I mean there's there's dancing. There's certainly a lot of dancing in this movie. There is. Yes, I'm not gonna deny that, but I'm pretty sure that there was more choreographed dancing in the other. Two movies, I'm sure. Not in the other two. I'll say the, in Step Up oh. 3 there is. Not the two movies because we were going over this the other day. Yeah. There's there's a lot of boring stuff going on in between. Although you do have something like Channing Tatum in the first movie to make his presence or to do his thing in that movie, which I can see why people would appreciate that movie more than the others, even though yeah. I, I appreciate three the most. Or like in the th- in the um, the third one, or the second one, there's... There's things there's things going on in the other two movies that make it more less of a chore to watch than there are in this movie. I'll say that. Besides dancing. Okay. Besides dancing. Yeah. yeah. But, but in this one, you know, they they're trying to make you feel like it's more of a movie than it is just a bunch of dances, and that I think that they should have just cut all that out. I really could have done without any of that, you know, father daughter drama. Even even the whole entire like you're my bro, bro. And oh, yeah. let's not be, let's not be like mad at each other. It's like okay, that was the worst character, could... the Eddie character. That guy. Yeah. The only thing, only thing I want you to hit from now on is this, and he holds up <laughs> yeah. his fist, and they. And he's like, I got out. a surprise for you, and everybody's in the back. It's like, dude, weren't you facing that way talking to him? And did you see everybody just standing there? Um, <laughs> 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 the, uh, the other thing I had a problem with was like, there's actually a really funny, it's not actually intended to be funny, but we just all started laughing in the theater when they're like, uh, when they find out who that, uh, Emily, Emily's father is, and like, that's the asshole who fired me, and everyone just starts laughing, because <laughs> that line comes out of nowhere, and has no relevancy whatsoever. Yeah, uh, and you don't, you don't feel sympathetic for them, like, he shows up, he gets fired, because it's like, the dad, Emily's dad's supposed to be like this strict, hardliner guy, but honestly... He seems like a pretty good guy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It sucks that he's redeveloping in this area where these nice people live, but also I bet in real life that area is filled with crime and is not filled <laughs> with nice people. It's like a dirty wharf. That's Gotham. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like Skid Row and no one wants to live there. And this guy's going to come. He's from Cleveland, by the way. <laughs> so he's not like some New York like douchebag. Like he's a, he's an, everyone in Cleveland is nice. You know what I mean? Like he's a nice, hardworking his his wife left him for some poor reason. He him and his daughter are against the world. And he wants to make Miami a better place. Like say anything. <laughs> yeah, it's just you don't you don't get like. And then this guy, the friend, shows up to a mandatory work meeting like twenty five minutes late. His shirt, still the, yeah, shirt, his shirt, shirt out. Talked, his tie yeah. barely done. He's he's wearing his hat, but I think probably I don't know. And he gets fired, know. and then he's like, "Oh, my alarm is messing up, bro!" Like a stupid <laughs> excuse, and then is all pissy that he got fired. Yeah, you you have a job. You got fired. You showed up late. Congratulations. Yeah. Welcome to being an adult. Um, like, I, I've been working here for over a year. What the yeah, heck? Yeah. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything, man? Yeah, and like my question to you, Aaron, show up. Yeah, yeah. About yeah. like hating your dad or whatever, or your parents. Yeah. Like, I don't like. I understand that teenagers and people, like children, grow away from their parents, but they never kind of give you a strong reason. It's like. Oh, he didn't believe in my dance, so now I hate him. 
but he clearly never watched her dance because after he watches yeah. her dance once, he believes in her. So it's just like, really? Uh, well. Yeah. Well, he was too busy developing. And she right. was too busy, like, having to go to college because he told her to. And, yeah, like, that's terrible. And, uh, like, and, yeah. and, and, uh, and Peter Gallagher's eyebrows need a lot of grooming, so it's hard for him to, like, get away to watch dances when he has to deal with those things. <laughs> and I love Peter Gallagher's eyebrows. I love the fact that Peter Gallagher's in this movie, by the way. That, like, that that made me anticipated more when it was initially coming out. Like, why is Peter Gallagher in Step Up 4? Why not, is the answer to that question. But yeah, why not? getting back to another thing, Christian, you brought about the uh, the art museum thing and how they all, like, elaborately staged everything clearly they were able to, you know, move the statues and everything because they showed us a quick montage of them, like, looking at a map and drawing circles around it. Like, that was the planning stages for this dance. That's what they, that's all you needed, right? But, yeah, them setting up these various flash mob routines, which are, like, they're they're creative. I, certainly, I mean, despite the fact that they're chopped to hell in the editing, I do, like, I like the idea that they have all these different people involved, like the parkour expert, the effects expert, like, this weird, like, put the names on screen and show what their job is. The, they're actually, like, freeze-framed, and they have, like, different color palettes, too. I, I yeah. Know, that was, like... That was pretty cool, I guess. Yeah, the uh, the uh, the artist guy, like <laughs> who never talks. Who never talks? Exactly. All that stuff's like some of that's like kind of entertaining. I was like, all right, well at least this stuff's like so like ridiculous, I can kind of get into. But yeah, overall the movie just it's such a there's so so much needless story going on here, and yeah, to get to the Occupy Miami movement that's going on in this movie, that stuff's unnecessary. Like. It doesn't do anything. Like, they don't... Nothing is... Like, I'm not expecting to have so much, like, social commentary by Step Up. Come on, bro. The Dark Knight Rises isn't the only movie that can have social commentary. (laughs) It's a blockbuster. (laughs) This movie, like, does it so haphazardly. Like, and it only... It doesn't even, like, do much with it. It has, like, the first dance, which, like, makes sense. And it's like, all right, that's kind of neat. And then, yeah, it has the final dance, which means nothing. And then, at the very end of the movie, spoilers, spoilers, they completely, like, reverse their stance on it. They're like, oh, guys... Nike's picking us up. Let's co- let's submit to corporate greed. Let's do it. Like, Where do I sign? Like, they just give up on everything. Have- yeah, and the, even the redevelopment. Like the guy witnesses this dance, right? Yeah. And then they, he says, uh, um, "Oh God, what is it? Oh, now I the, the Sean or whatever. It's like we just want. We know we can't stop you from developing, but we just wanted to let you see what you'd be destroying. What kids from out of town that." flew here to dance because they're not all locals and two and then he's like you're right you know what maybe i can develop this place in a way that preserves some of the local character and then they're like yeah deal it's like wait what he, he was maybe gonna do that in the first place let me you know let what me, I mean? let me like, ditch out of the millions of dollars i've spent developing this plan with the many different investors that are probably playing on building buildings here because i saw our dance routine <laughs> What's that? that's what i'm saying he's from cleveland this is a nice guy anderson <laughs> development or whatever he's a he's a good guy and how okay i how does there's a question who is the mob um maybe the people's faces that they show in every video in this South Beach most popular DJ that right. is always there DJ and why is she live mixing every dance? Fans <laughs> are gonna love this next story. I've just seen this video and all I can tell you is in one word, amazing. I've never seen anything like this before. The video was posted to YouTube and has quickly gone viral, thrusting these mysterious artists into the spotlight. And quickly becoming an internet sensation. And before we announce the winner, have you guys seen this viral video by the mob? It's huge! Another developing story we're following today. And it seems to be picking up steam. Okay, everyone is talking about this, so I have to bring it up. Who knows about the mob? Come on! Stay with the 
Detroit, Miami flash mob stirring up all kinds of trouble. Well, a lot of celebrities are tweeting this week about the mob. Have you seen this video about these kids in Miami? I'll say one thing that makes sense in any language, the art of dance. Oh, Cause she has to, she, she's, Cause she's the best she's, DJ in Miami. She's adapt- yeah, record she's, a she's, track and play it off your iPod. You know what I mean? She's adaptable. Right. Yeah, exactly. She's ad- yeah. <laughs> I wondered about that too. I was like, yeah, I was like, why does she have to live mix everything? Like, doesn't it just give away who she is or like, can't somebody just capture her? That's part, the other that, I had a problem that's with part of the flash mob routine. I say with doing art on the spot. I mean, you gotta. Yeah. It's, I, I feel like both of those could have led to something cool. Like, if she was live mixing on the spot, but then the cops showed up and chased her out, so, like, the music got messed up, and then the dancers had to, like, you know, yeah, adjust on the there fly. Yeah, there was never conflict in this movie. There's, like, there's the one, the bad dance that gets people in trouble. There's never, like, there's no there's no stakes to the fact. The idea of the flash mob having to, you know, secretly, like, emerge, because it's the flash mob, that's what they do. The idea that they have to, like, these elaborate dances and, like, secretly emerge out of nowhere and suddenly have everybody's attention. There's never any stakes to that. There's never any, like, last-minute, like, oh, no, I don't know if I'm going to get this done in time before the dance starts. There's never any, There's never any like, tension as to whether or not they're going to be able to successfully perform these dances, which could have added something to the movie. Or weld an 18 Did there have to be? Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's a dance movie. It's not really... Very don't good. don't say that, That's Abe. That... Footloose is a dance movie. The Footloose oh, movie oh, is a dance this is movie. True. Okay, and those are this both is a movie about a bunch of kids trying to make a statement, which they clearly have not gone to school for because they're not making the right statement. <laughs> <laughs> so, but there there are, there are, there are good fight. ways to make this movie. There's ways that this movie is can be good, and it's not. There are other dance movies that are also that are good that. This one pales in comparison to, so I can't. I can't say like you can't throw it away and say it's just a dance movie because this move. There's ways to do this that that work better. Even even Moulin Rouge is a dance movie. I mean, they sing their own songs too, but the uh, choreography in that, some of those scenes, is amazing. And that's I I love that movie. I like the whole red car- carpet or red curtain trilogy. Um, Have you seen that yet, Aaron? Uh, it's on my it's on my list. And okay. I, I will see it before Great Gatsby comes out because I do want to see it, and I think I probably will like it. I just never got around to seeing it. Yeah, it's good. It's well done. Yeah, if I can, get, if it's like if I see it on like Amazon for because I know it's on Blu-ray now, so I'll probably I'll probably get it that way. Let's do it. Just blind by it. <laughs> All right, we were got we got very fiery over Step Up Revolution, <laughs> almost as much as The Dark Knight Rises. Well, some of us, in terms of arguing back and forth with each other about the movie. Um, so yeah, I think. I think we've reached our point of I don't think we have anything else to say about Step of Revolution for now. So let's uh, let's get to our movie, our rating. Each week we well, just and sorry, I'm sorry. Okay. In summary, I would give Step Up Revolution five out of five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So each week on out now, we try to rate the movies based on when you should go and see them. So we have a scale that goes from IMAX to theater, dollar theater, Netflix, HBO, TV, or just kind of forget about it. Christian, where would you put Step Up Revolution on that scale? In the background when you're making out or getting it on with someone that you're sexually attracted to, because that's the only way this movie will be good, because you'll associate it with something else in your life that is good. Otherwise, skip it. There are so many hours of excellent media out there that if you waste any time on this movie consciously watching it, you've you've wasted that time. Abe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, like an HBO thing where it's uh, if it's just playing, yeah, you might plop down to see the dance steps and then uh, step away when they're not doing any dancing, um, and then come back to it here and there. 
So um, it's really not too, too great of a movie to see, see in theaters because there's probably a, a lot of stuff out there. If you have ex- exhausted all of your options of seeing Dark Knight Rises, maybe even The Watch, Magic Mike, everything else like that, you might see stuff up. But other than that, yeah, HBO. Yeah, I'd say TV on this one. There's, yeah, if it's on ABC Family, as Christian said, then that's... ABC Family. On ABC Family HD, then that's a, right. that's, that's, a, that's a place where you can you can settle down and watch people bungee jump at you. Be... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, that's that's our rating for Step Up. Let's get to our movie callback. Callback, callback, callback. Now, this is where we discuss a few films that kind of relate in some way to the main film of the week that we thought of during or after the fact. So, uh, Christian, any, any movies that you thought of in relation to Step Up Revolution? Yeah, it's sad. It is. It was things because, you know, going into this movie and knowing we were going to talk about it um, and then being so disappointed to buy it, it did remind me of, you know, Moulin Rouge or Footloose or movies where dance and even just silliness, like I'm bubblegum movies are fine. Um, you know, that, that pulled it off. And the biggest one I feel like is the remake to Footloose, which a lot of people panned and as unnecessary, which I don't necessarily disagree with. But it was done really well. I agree. I say I like that movie as well. It opened strong and sets its own tone. It's going to be its own movie. And it incorporates dance and and everything in in a way that still tells a powerful story. Um, So it was films like that. I kept thinking of like, it's sad, but I kept thinking of things like, if the DJ got in trouble, um, you know, how could this movie be good? Because there's nothing wrong with dancing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So those were the thoughts that I kept having. Cool. Yeah, and I agree. I like the the Footloose remake. It did a better angry dance sequence than the original did. <laughs> Angrier than Billy Elliot? That's a good. That's a good movie too. Boom, yeah, Billy Elliot. There's, there's I actually like, like that movie a lot. That's a good, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I actually thought of Magic Mike, um, and primarily because Ken Tatum was in Step Up One. Yeah. I guess the original Step Up, and uh, that actually has a better narrative because it has more of a clash of ideas and conflict. <laughs> Um, while actually having some really cool dance sequences from Kenny Tatum, minus the stripping, but you know he's actually a really talented dancer, as we've discussed before. Uh, the other movie I thought of was uh, it seemed like it reminded me of some of the Fast and Furious movies because they're they're planning all these heists and everything else with a bunch of red X's on the maps, like what you had pointed out, which proves nothing. But uh, it just seemed like they were just pulling off all these heists, like in. I guess Fast and the Furious with Dominic Toretto, but there was no Dominic Toretto or The Rock. I'm gonna take this one further. This is something I wrote in my review, but um, by Fast and the Furious is kind of the franchise I could easily equate the Step Up franchise with. The um, the first film in both series kind of set the stage. They kind of make it, you know, they they make it what it is. The second film, Two Fast and Furious and Step Up to the Streets, are both like ridiculous but like weirdly entertaining. This is only my own personal opinion. Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift arguably, before Fast Five was the best of that series, same with Step Up 3D, and now Fast and Furious and Step Up Revolution, I would say, are the worst, the least of the series, the worst ones. So, <laughs> so I can only hope that Step Five, which features The Rock and Channing Tatum, Channing Tatum Returns, will be, you know, the best of the franchise. <laughs> ah, snap, it's on. On. I, ch- I set that challenge out to Step Up, I guess. But, uh, yeah, that, yeah the, the Fast and Furious franchise was kind of my main thought that I had while because I was so bored watching the story of this movie I was trying to think of other things to do um and yeah Dark Knight Rises too just because the occupied thing is like god two weeks in a row with this and Step Up 3D just because that in general just because that movie is just so superior to this one I would, which you know led to me being disappointed in how 
much of a step down this way. Hey oh. <laughs> Boom. Yep. Went there. Went there, guys. Alright. Uh let's get to our box office talk. We two we try to go over the box office and uh see if our previous week's predictions were anywhere close to what we uh what this turned out to be. So Abe, do you recall what you said last week? Uh yeah, I think I said or I know I said fourth, but I can't remember the dollar dollar amount. You said sixteen. Sixteen? Yeah, okay. sixteen. Um, Adam Gentry said second with twenty million. I said third with seventeen. Mark said third with fifteen. Abe, you got the you got the placement correct, but you're off on the number. It actually Ooh. it actually opened the weakest of of the four movies with eleven million overall. Oh, wow, eleven. Eleven, oh. yeah. Quite low. It's quite low, and um, you know I don't care <laughs> because we didn't like the movie. Yeah. But um. <laughs> Yeah, The Dark Knight Rises continues to make money because that's what it's going to do. So it made $64 million this week. So it's at like almost at 300 And it's like it's like the third fastest to reach this amount of all time where it's at 289 right now. Ice Age shot is uh, number two. The Watch opened at number three with 13. Uh, step up right behind at number four. Ted making a lot of money. You know, funny thing. Ted, Still hanging on. Ted's hanging on. And not only is Ted yeah. hanging on, but Ted placed higher than Spider-Man this weekend. And, you know, Ted came out before Spider-Man. So I find that a little bit interesting. Uh, Ted's basically doing a, it's doing a hangover money. Essentially. It's almost going to cross 200. It's going to be one of the biggest R rated movies of all time. Wow. Uh, Spicer, have you seen a, uh, have you seen Ted? I have not. Uh, I'm interested in it, but movies like that I generally don't see in theaters because I don't think they need a big screen. Understandable. I would I would say this. Ted is it. It was one of my surprises of the summer because I I'm not like a big Family Guy fan necessarily, but I, um, so walking into that I was expecting like Family Guy the movie, but it it had a lot of heart that I appreciated. So I was I was surprised how much I enjoyed that movie. A lot of heart, Wahlberg. Uh, yeah, a lot of heart work. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's not mean. That's what I liked about Ted. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, uh, Brave, Magic Mike, Magic Mike making a lot of Magic Mike's one of the biggest successes of the summer compared to budget. Is that rounding out the top 10? Magic Mike. It's a number it's a number 8. Yeah. Uh, okay. Savage, oh. Savage is still making money as well, doing decent for an R-rated hardcore movie like this and then Moonrise Moonrise Kingdom actually rounds out the top 10. All right. Good for Moonrise Kingdom. Moonrise Kingdom. Yeah, good for them. Yeah. And uh yeah, so that's the box office. Let's uh oh I think I know what time it is. I think I do too. Christian, do you know what time it is? Uh, yes. I just looked at my watch. It, <laughs> time it, for games. Game time. Wow. You really stepped up on that one. I actually brought in the DJ from Step of Revolution to compose that little video. <laughs> and now she's leaving. I'm paying her $10 as I agreed. Yet, 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 yet. Bye. Okay, close the door. Thank you. All right, so yeah, let's uh, let's do some games. Um, I got an old game that Abe, you are generally good at. It's called Alternative Movie Titles. All right. Okay, so Christian, the way this game works is I have written down several movie ti- alternate movie titles. So like, I if I were if I were to say something like Arachnid Boy, you would say um, Arachnophobia. <laughs> you would say Spider-Man. Ah. So I have a number of these written down and basically it becomes down to you two, which one can get the movie first. And we tend to do best of three, but I will warn you, Abe is pretty good at this game. So we'll see who can do better on this. That's very flattering. But Christian, please keep in mind that this is probably the only game that I'm actually good at on our show. Okay, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna read one out, and one whoever gets it first gets it. And some of these are harder, some of these are easier, but I never really know <laughs> which one's which. So let's see. Here we go. Here's the first one. The Royal Nation. Spider-Man. 
The Royal Nation of the Divine Land. That's a harder one, actually. Seven years in Tibet? Not nope, not quite. I heard a mouse click. Are you googling it, Abe? No, that's that's, that's me. That's no, not, yeah. <laughs> I'm scrolling. Yeah. Last King of Scotland? Uh, no. I'm gonna give it up unless you want to think about it more. Nah. I'm okay. Good. Kingdom of Heaven. Oh. oh, tip of my tongue. Okay. All right. Here's the next one. Extremely close to being incredibly popular. This just lets me know that I should never Almost play. Almost famous. Almost famous is correct. I yeah. should never play those games on NPR with like the New York Times Puzzle Can you Master. Tell me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Here's the next one. This one might be easier. Darkened Bird, no longer in flight. This shares a commonality with one of the other films we just did. Something about a raven falling. The crow. The crow rebirth or something. Stupid. Black Hawk Down. Ah, oh, son of a oh. gun. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Ridley Scott. Kingdom of Heaven. Okay, here we go. The entire amount of 27 feet. If you could equate 27 feet to something. Uh, the whole nine. nine. The whole nine yards. Yeah. Is that two, Abe? I think that is, yes. Okay. I'll just do the last one, actually. I'll just do this last one. Okay. The temperature is about to burst. The temperature... This is such a random movie, too. The temperature is about to burst. The full Monty. Doesn't even make too much sense, actually. I'm not sure to move it to. I'm just going to say it. The te- uh, Mercury Rising is the one I was going for there. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm so good at this, guys. <laughs> it's... <laughs> Sometimes it's tougher, sometimes it's easier for people. They've gotten progressively harder. Because <laughs> Abe kept getting good at it, so now I have to make them really hard. Okay, let's do... <laughs> That's alternate movie titles. Let's do another game. Let's do uh, Let's do the ABCs of movies. All right. Because we did, we did horrible at that game last week. Okay, this game... This game is, uh, is a little simpler. All we have to do is you name a movie corresponding to the letter of the alphabet you are on. So we go like in the order of A, B, C, and you name a movie that starts with A, and then the next person names a movie that starts with B, and so on. You get it? Got it. Okay. And the key is you cannot use movies that start with the unless you're on the letter T. Ooh. That's, a, that's one of the tricky parts of this game. Okay, so we will go in alphabetical order, as always. So I will start, then Abe, and then Christian. Okay. All right. So I'll start now. Airplane. Braveheart. Catwoman. Dog Day Afternoon. Uh, Ever After. I'm on F. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, Fast Five. Ghost. I'm on H. Yes. Hellraiser. Inception. Jurassic Park. Kangaroo Jack. <laughs> nice. <laughs> L. Letters to Iwo Jima. Okay. Uh, Mercury Rising. <laughs> um, Nightwatch. I'm not good at this game. Uh, <laughs> I, I know I'm supposed to be doing it quickly, but oh, oh brother, where art thou? Nice. Um, P2. P2. That's the that's a movie. P2. Yeah. Okay. Q for... Well, I don't know. You're out! Quincy Adams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Christian on Q. Oh, I'm on Q? Uh, Quinception. It's the sequel to Inception. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it. I win this one. Quantum of Solace is a movie that starts with Q. It's not, it's not like James Bond, Quantum of Solace? It's never called James Bond anything. Okay. <laughs> All right. That shows you that I'm not a... I'm not a... 
follower. It's not called James Bond Skyfall. Okay. Wait, you, you didn't count Quinception? <laughs> <laughs> That's green light. It's it's yeah. It's, it stars only, it was straight to DVD. It stars, <laughs> it stars only Ellen Page. Um, <laughs> all right. That was games. Okay. Fun games always. All right. Uh, uh, let's talk about what we're going to talk about next week. Next week, finally, Total Recall comes out, starring Colin Farrell and a lot of white people. No, no Colin Farrell. <laughs> <laughs> Colin Farrell and Jessica Biel and... Kate Beckinsale, yeah, it is a lot of white people, opposed to the original, which yeah. is a little well, yeah, John Cho. John, oh, yeah, and John Cho, as guy that gets killed in Total Recall Labs. Um, first 10 minutes. First 10 minutes. Um, yeah, Total Recall comes out next weekend. Um, we should predict the box office for that. Uh, let's see, what could we think Total Recall could do? I'm trying to think of what to compare it to in terms of movies that made money in this time. I will say oh, yes. I will say that The Bar Legacy was originally going to come out at the same time, but that's been moved back a week, so... Yeah. Um, what else comes out this coming weekend? This coming weekend, you have Total Recall. Well, that's Total Recall, Diary of a Wimpy Kid 3, and um, The Baby Bakers, which I think that's the Olivia Munn uh, okay. movie that has, like, the, the Broken Lizard guys. The Broken Lizard guys do that movie. Okay. Yeah, that's that one. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Well, so that, okay, let's see. It's a, you know, it's a remake, sci-fi movie, Colin Farrell, Summer. Rated R? No, it's rated PG-13. So those that, oh. that's where you can go off. So well, what place do you think you can get and how much money next weekend? I'll say third, and I'll say uh, like a decent like twenty million. Christian, any prediction? Yeah, that's. A, I mean, I I agree. I think uh, Dark Knight will still be one. Ice Age will probably still be two, and this is PG thirteen. For some reason, I thought it was R again, but uh, no, it didn't make it out there. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. I still would say it's going to be yeah, like twenty-seven. I would give it above twenty-five, below thirty mil. Uh, let's see. I'll say second with like twenty-seven. I'll give, I'll give that twenty-seven million. Okay. So let's see how see how that plays out. See how that plays out for Total Recall, the movie that we've all been in, anticipating with all our <laughs> all, with all our might. Uh, <laughs> All sure. Of it. All, of it. <laughs> all of it. Yeah. Okay. So that's well. Yeah. That's gonna. That's good. That, yeah. That's it. That's gonna do it. That's gonna do it this week for Out Now, Aaron and Abe. But you can find more of my work at my personal blog, thecodazeek.com, where you can find all my written movie reviews, as well as at whysoblue.com for Blu-rays, Blu-ray reviews. You can also find me at twitter.com/slash/aaron'sps3. Abe. Uh, you can find more fun stuff at walrusmoose.blogspot.com, twoanimalswalrusmoose.blogspot.com, and twitter.com/slash/walrusmoose. And um. Christian, you want to say, I guess, where people can find you, and possibly this this will drop next Tuesday. I guess any people in the Southern California area, any you know, maybe possible shows or something that you might be around. Yeah, you can find me on the internet um, if you Google my name. I am on Twitter under Spicer. I have a Twitter account. I'm not sure if everybody can have those yet, but uh, they gave me one. Um, I also have a Facebook account. If you guys have heard of this, I applied and I got in. So congratulations to me. That was a big week. <laughs> and uh, every Tuesday, pretty much, I'm in San Diego at Lestat's Comedy Night, the probably the best stand-up comedy show in the world. It's really actually a really good show. And then August 24th here in Los Angeles, I am starting a new show at the Nerdist Theater in Meltdown Comics, oh, cool. uh, Improv versus Stand-Up, where it's a cage match style show where we take one of the best improv teams around and pit them against three of the best stand-up comedians uh, around and they get to do what they do best. And then of course we flip 
we flip it on them and the improv guy, one of them has to do a stand-up and the stand-ups have to do an improv scene. And then you get to vote. This first show, we have Heather and Miles, who are 29-0 and 0 in UCB's cage match, which is unprecedented in record setting. When we have the stand-ups are Nicholas Rutherford, who people might know from his online sketch group, Good Neighbor. Uh, Michael Costa, who had a Comedy Central Presents special this year and has done The Tonight Show. And then Guy Branham, who was head writer for Chelsea Lately and also head writer on G4's X-Play before that. And uh, it's going to be awesome. So if you're in the area, you should go. And if you're not in the area, start driving so you can get here. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah, I want, I want to be. I want to see that. Cool. Cool. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, so um, yeah, you can find all the other episodes of Out Now with Aaron and Abe on iTunes at hhwlod.com. That's the podcast network that's lovely to host our podcast, and they have other good shows too, including the Walking Dead TV podcast and the Legion of Dudes and other fun shows that talk about comics and games and movies and stuff. Really cool, cool guys on those sites. The uh, actually, I'm I'm going to be a guest on this week's Walking Dead TV podcast, actually. But um, outnow.podomatic.com, you can find most of the newest episodes and some exclusives. Uh, outnowpodcast at gmail.com feel free to email us there with any questions and concerns about whether or not the Dark Knight Rises should be seen as opposed to step up I mean we will we'll, <laughs> we will answer that question immediately we'll, we'll you know if you if you just you're like oh what does Aaron A have to say about these two movies that I want to see right now and you're like typing that into the keyboard and says like we'll, we'll see we'll, we'll make sure to set you straight and of course facebook.com slash outnowpodcast and twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast you can find all the latest updates on the shows and various other things that we constantly put up and you know keep people in, in the loop on what's going on with out now now so <laughs> christian spicer thank you for coming on today that was fun thank you so much for having me i had a blast great and uh yeah until next time so long and goodbye step by step day by day, day, by day. start over Colin Farrell and a lot of white people. No, no, Colin Farrell. <laughs> <laughs>